Bullshitters, uh, or just bullshitters, actually. I messed up our own title. But uh, Aloha Dan is back from his vacation. We're both here, ready to rock and roll. Uh, first off, how was vacation, Dan? It was good. Uh, the girlfriend and I went to Omaha, Nebraska, which is not a great place to vacation in, but she has quite a bit of family out there. So that's fun. Uh, three, three cousins, okay. an aunt, uh, her dad, and uh, her dad's girlfriend from Sacramento happened to be out there. So a lot of family, uh, all kinds of kids, nice. ranging from three years old to twenty-two years old. We're actually Whoa. back in Omaha uh, in August for the twenty-two-year-old's wedding. Oh, nice. So you're like frequent flyers to Omaha now. Frequent flyers to Omaha, yeah. And uh, we were lucky on the way out there. Let me tell you, best flight ever. We uh, originally had a direct flight, which would have been great. Uh, and then they told us we were going Boise to Oakland to Omaha, which was all right, not bad, going a little bit the opposite direction. And then <laughs> we were told we're going Boise to Oakland, Oakland to Las Vegas, don't even get off the plane in Las Vegas. Just sit on the tarmac for an hour and a half and then to Omaha. So let me tell you, that flight was just, it was, we left Boise at, uh, let's see, I woke up at 5.20 a.m. that morning and didn't get to Omaha until I think it was like three or four in the afternoon. Uh, so Sounds that, like even the, uh, the flight companies don't want to go to Omaha. Yeah, no, nobody wants to go to Omaha, but I love it. Beautiful, <laughs> nice, beautiful town. It's well laid out. I like the infrastructure. Uh, seem like yeah. nice people. There's not a mountain in sight. All it is is just rolling hills. Coming from uh, nice. Boise That's here. like the whole Midwest. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But coming yeah. from Boise or Coeur d'Alene, it's a pretty drastic change. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, okay, so on today's um, episode, first off, I gotta I gotta address this. Is that the shirt you were talking about last episode that only buttons to like your belly button? It's it. Yeah, yeah. It's this is the last button right here. This is That's it. the shirt. It's fully buttoned up right now. As you can see, there are no <laughs> other buttons anywhere from there up. Right there is the last button. Oh you can my see god! It. And it just it just hangs. <laughs> It's like it's like it's made for you. That shirt specifically has your name written all over it. Basically half naked when I wear this thing, and I love it. <laughs> You're like Magnum PI, Tom Selleck, circa 1986. Absolutely, that's that's what I was going for. So I'm glad you got it. <laughs> well, today on the episode, we're going to talk about some food, some drink. You know, everybody's favorite. So if you're maybe sitting in your car or your truck and you're hungry. Turn this off. Don't turn it off, but just turn it down a little bit. You don't want to hear what we're about to talk about, probably, if you're starving. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna dive right into it. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna ask this question, and you can kind of run with it, Dan. Uh, what is your go-to restaurant with you and your lady when you uh, hit the town? When you paint the town red, what it, what kind of food are you guys after? So I'm I'm a big meat and potatoes kind of guy. I uh, okay. love just you know a good steak with some nice sides of baked potato or some au gratin potatoes or something. Uh, so our go-to when we really go out and we do it up, uh, there's a restaurant here in Boise. It's called uh, Brickyard, and it's right in the heart of downtown. We go down there and oh, 
they have a, a salad bar that you know is a built like they come to your table it's table side build your own salad bar and you can get just all kinds of things in there with the, the dressing they have is Greek goddess dressing. I'm not sure if you've had that anywhere else, but huh. pretty tasty. It's, it's, is uh, it? Some kind of ranch concoction that they have with something green in there, either cilantro or I don't know exactly what it is, but it's great. Uh, so the salad's great. The, the rolls, you know, the, the bread free steak is phenomenal. The actual steak itself is exquisite. I mean, just delicious. The potato sides and the veggies are good. And, uh, you know, of course, I get a, a nice cocktail with my meal. I've got a full bar there. And then if yeah. you're out late enough, out in uh, past 9, 9 or 10, I think, I can't remember, on Friday and Saturday nights, uh, well, they were doing this pre-COVID. I'm not sure about right now. But they have dueling pianos, which is always a lot of Okay. Like all right style dueling pianos the two guys going back and forth riffing it's a great time a lot of fun nice nice my favorite uh favorite restaurant in boise i mean i think it's bar none we've got uh one other really fancy steakhouse called chandler's i've been there a couple times on my company's dime uh like 12 people the tab was 1800 bucks i mean it's ridiculously pricey Whoa. <laughs> they, they're the only restaurant in Boise, I believe, that serves certified, like, Wagyu, the stuff you get from over in Japan that's, you know, $80 mm. an ounce or whatever it is. It's something crazy. Dang. They're, they're the only restaurant in Boise that serves that. But uh, I've been there two or three times with my company. I would pick Brickyard 10 out of 10 times, unless Clearwater's paying or my company. I don't know. I, I can say who I work for. Can you say that? Yeah, I'm not sure. They've. I mean, I doubt they're watching. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> they might maybe be. someone's watching. Somebody, but they're pretty big. They employ about 1,200 people now. So maybe one out of the 1,200 is going to watch. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, subscribe if you're watching Clearwater employees. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Right, so, so I'm not much of a salad guy. I know that goes against everything I kind of preach, but... uh. Yeah, no, uh, there's some good places in town here, but I think when I was down in Boise one time, I looked it up, and, like, per capita, you guys have more restaurants in a smaller vicinity than, like, any city ever. I what, I, what, there's a number, there's, like, uh, what was it, like, 1,100 restaurants it, in the Boise metropolitan area? A lot of restaurants. Or eateries, I guess. Not just, like, sit-down yeah, restaurants, yeah. but places to get food, that serve food or drinks. I think there was, like, 1,100 when I looked, or something close, and I was like, Boise's not that big to have 1,100 restaurants. That is true. Yeah, I don't, I don't see a definitive number on the list here, but I know if you look at... Uh, was it like TripAdvisor or yeah, something? TripAdvisor or something. There, there are a lot of restaurants. But now, Man, how does a town that size even keep all of them in business? That means everybody's eating out like yeah, every day of the week. Everybody eats out. True. We do go Jeez. out. Jeez. Oh, man. I, there's so many choices. Uh, one thing that uh, Kendall and I do, up here anyway, we try to stay... To like locally owned places we try not to go to any no no uh i mean if red robin wants to sponsor this i think we brought them up before oddly enough but 
if Red if Robin, Red Robin wants, wants to sponsor this, we'll happily go eat at Red Robin. But we'll do a live podcast from Red Robin. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a live <laughs> podcast at Red Robin if we they're in on this. Whatever. Um. Is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to actually have to tag them when I post this little clip up. <laughs> I'm going to tag them and see if we can uh, get get some uh, pub burgers or whatever. Anyway, we try to go to locally owned spots just to kind of keep uh, keep the money local. And uh, one of our favorite spots actually is an Italian restaurant up here. It's called uh, Radici. So if Radici's watching too, I love a uh, plate of maybe some fettuccine or something if... You're, uh, if you're, you know, have time to deliver it via Uber Eats or whatever, um, I take it right now. Coeur d'Alene or is it out in like Hayden or Rathdrum? Uh, it's like right on the Coeur d'Alene Hayden line. Oh, okay. It's on, uh, it's just off of, um, I don't remember the road now, but it's, yeah, it's before you get to Hayden City Hall. So, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, we went in there during COVID, uh, one time and... You know how most restaurants are taking away like chairs and seats. I don't want to get them in trouble. Actually, I don't know if I should say this story, but I'm gonna say it. Whatever. Um, yeah, the FCC is gonna take us down. <laughs> um, so they literally restaurants are taking away tables and chairs and limiting their capacity and stuff. I'm pretty sure Radici doubled their capacity during COVID. <laughs> they put all their tables about this far apart. I literally was like twirling my noodles like a little kid on the fork and I was hitting the person next to me and we weren't sitting at the same table. <laughs> we were not. So uh, they definitely doubled down during this whole lockdown thing. So that's cool. They're still open, I assume. Uh, I hope so. Last I checked, yeah. Yeah, so that would suck if number one on the list got taken off the list due to a COVID violation. Um, you've never been there. I'd never been there. I did enjoy that, uh, the clubhouse or wherever, the golf course that we went to the last time I was up. Oh, yeah, the porch. Yeah, the porch. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. That was excellent for, you know, just uh, bar and grill food, you know? Yeah. Really good. Great atmosphere. A lot of fun. Really enjoyed them. If they, the porch, if you want to sponsor us. We're, we're just, <laughs> Man, we're stretching right now. Any Anything we throw out there, we're just like, if anybody wants to, we don't want money. We just want food. <laughs> we just want gifts. We just want yeah. food, actually. Like, we're, what it really boils down to is how good is your menu. I don't care if you're a accounting company. How good is your menu? How good is your menu? We just need food. Just pay us in calories, baby. Well, I tell you, uh, I, I, I started what i'm calling uh 28 soft because it's, i can't i can't do 75 hard but i'm doing 28 soft and i'm doing 28 days four weeks of no alcohol okay uh sticking to a low carb diet so ideally yep. mostly proteins chicken shrimp uh and fish and then a lot of vegetables and I'm on day two, and I'm starving. Oh, and a gallon of water a day. And, then, and I'm uh, miserable, and I hate myself. <laughs> but I, uh, I gained I gained a considerable amount of weight in Omaha the past week. <laughs> all her family does is eat. I swear to God, that's all we did for a week straight. At breakfast, we'd talk about lunch, and at lunch, we'd talk about dinner. And then they like to, she, she comes from a very Jewish family. And they like to okay. nosh. And noshing yeah. is a big thing for them. 
And so the very first day we were there, we went to Costco and spent like 200 bucks on just snacks. Just random little, you know, have you ever had those Madelines from Costco? Those little pastries that look like a seashell? Uh-uh. Let me tell you, they're phenomenal. I ate about a whole box of those. Cookies and crackers and chocolate-covered raisins and lemon cello almonds and... I mean, everything. <laughs> Phenomenal. And Just I, exquisite, an exquisite um, uh, menu there, huh? It was really a good array of snack food. And then I drank more than I've ever drank in my entire life. I swear to you. I, they, so they are in Omaha, Nebraska, as I've said, where you can sell yeah. liquor in the grocery stores, which is great. Okay. I love yeah. uh, the Costco Kirkland brand, uh, whatever, the Canadian whiskey. Which I think okay. is made by Crown, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. It's funny because at Costco, they have the 1.75 liter, you know, the half gal of uh-huh. Costco brand sitting there for $18. And then right next to it, they have the half gallon of Crown sitting there for $42. And they're the same shit. <laughs> and so whenever I'm there, I buy at least one of those. And I think I drank. Probably the full half gallon, almost by myself. And we bought a 24-pack of those Costco seltzers, you know, the, the knockoff Kirkland White Claws. And I drank at least yeah. probably 12 or 14 of those. And then tequila. We had a lot of margaritas. We had probably about oh, man. Tequila. Oh, let me so, tell you. So, no, no alcohol. Yeah. 28 soft as well. Okay. Hey, if 28 Soft works for you, you should market that shit, man. It'll it'll sell millions of books. Water. Let me tell you, the last two podcasts I've been drinking, and so this time I am I am sober. It's the day I was born, and I. Uh, Chances are the hilarity factor is going to go down at least 50. percent We're probably not going to be nearly as funny. I'd say that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I am, I am funnier when I'm drunk. <laughs> Val- yes, valid, valid point. Um, okay. We've talked about the best places to eat. Now you don't have to say a name. You don't necessarily have to throw this next uh, question in front of the bus. I don't know why you throw them under the bus. That'd be hard to throw them under the bus. Why is that even a saying? You need to throw someone like in front of the bus so they get sucked under the bus. Ideally, they would get run over. If you try and throw them under the bus, more than likely they're just going to hit the side and bounce off. <laughs> right? You'd have to be pretty precise to throw them directly under the bus. You'd have to kind of throw them like a frisbee, like really twirl them under there to try and get them underneath it. Yeah. Yeah. What is your worst dine out experience? Whether that be, uh, maybe this has a long story attached to it for you. Maybe it doesn't, but, uh, what is. Uh, kind of set the table for us, for lack of a better term. What What is the uh, worst you know, dine-out experience? I'll, I'll think about worst ever, because that that's a tough one. But a very recent one comes to mind. It was myself and two of my buddies. Okay. We were meeting up in downtown Boise. Just uh, One of my buddies had just gotten done running uh, up in the foothills. He's mm-hmm. a big, big outdoor runner, trail runner. He's doing multiple marathons this year he's doing an ultra which is i think in this particular case 32 miles or something like that anyway big runner we meet up. so he's on 28 soft also he, yeah he is he's on 28 soft okay all right uh, anyway so we meet up and we, we wanted to go to one place they were closed 
So we end up at Buffalo Wild Wings, which nothing against Buffalo Wild Wings. They, right. they're, I mean, homeless chicken wings aren't a thing, but I don't mind chicken nuggets with sauce on them. Uh, but <laughs> when I'm I call them fancy nuggets myself. Yeah, fancy nuggets. But when I'm trying to be healthy or healthier, mm-hmm. as, you know, I, I usually go with the bone-in wings, which those, you know, bone-in wings aren't bad, especially if they're not breaded. But anyway, sure. we, we go to Buffalo Wild Wings and we sit down. We get sat at this table. And they, they aren't very busy. You know, it's it's COVID, so they've, they've actually social distanced pretty well. Yeah. And we get sat down, and about three or four minutes go by, and my buddy's starting to get antsy because, you know, he's hungry. He just got done running. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's all right, it's all right. We'll get service. About another four or five minutes go by. And nothing. We haven't even had a server look at us, talk to us, nothing. We're just How long? There. Well, at that point, it had been about 10 minutes. No okay. Water, no nothing. Nobody's even asked us questions. We're we're staring down servers. We're waving our hands. We're like, you know, hello. Finally, at 20 minutes, I kid you not, 20 minutes, not a single soul has talked to us since the server, since the hostess sat us down. We just got up and left. Just got up and walked out of the restaurant, and nobody talked to us on the way out either. Nothing. <laughs> that is wild. And, and I will say this same Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, we do a lot of takeout from them when we were in office because they happen to be in our same building just on the main floor. Mm-hmm. And, and we, well, because we're cheap. We always got boneless, you know, Tuesday or boneless Thursday or whatever, or uh, half, half price is what it was. Yeah. And they were always very poorly sauced and the service was terrible. So I don't know why we keep going back there. But we, right. <laughs> we're, just, we're suckers for punishment. It's because one of my yeah. friends loves Buffalo Wild Wings. Like, it's his absolute favorite go-to place. And hmm. just, That's a shame. It's just terrible. But anyway, so I didn't even get to eat the food. I couldn't tell you how the food was that particular night. But honestly... <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that's funny you say that. Here. Yeah, it's funny you say that because we had a rough experience a couple weeks ago. We went to Buffalo Wild Wings... And there was literally no one in there. I mean, there was like two tables with people, and I was like, are they even open? <laughs> they may not be open, actually. They may have gone out of business during COVID. But whatever you got left in the kitchen, we'll take that. No, I was uh, trying to be healthy because I'm on this 75 hard thing, and uh, I'm like, all right, instead of the wings, I'm going to do their like, they put like the shredded meat on the tacos. I think, I forget what they're called, but they have like the sauce on them a little bit still. Then they put like lettuce, tomatoes, salsa, whatever. I was like, yeah, I'll get a couple of those. They're, you know, they're not just drenched in in fat and grease and all that stuff. So we sat down. I was like, I'm sticking to water, you know, not getting any any pop or anything. And <laughs> our food came out really fast. I was like, dang, that, that was quick. I mean, there's only two other tables in here. So I guess the chefs probably just left a bunch of stuff under the heat light ready to serve. And, um, I get these, like, taco things. Dude, the meat, I'm not kidding you, man. He did a bad job of putting it under the heat light because the meat was, like, frozen. (laughs) The tortilla was stale. And the lettuce on top was, like, uh, it was just brown and, like, nasty and just gross looking. And I was like, okay, I'm going to really enjoy this. Smile through the shit, right? Smile through the pain. No, do not Take a bite, and I was like, I, "Tell your sir, I can't do this." 
Kendall, Kendall got something. I don't know. She got wings or something, and I was just like, dude, the guy forgot to cook this. Like, it must have been sitting back there in the freezer like someone ordered it last night. And they sent it back. I don't know. It was bad. It was bad. But that's not my worst dine-out experience. I just had to throw that in there with uh, with your Buffalo Wild Wings story. So... We don't but, recommend Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. They want to sponsor us. <laughs> There's a sponsorship available still for B-dubs. We'll have to push the overtime button. And I yeah. uh, have Bob Mennery stop by and do a podcast with us. <laughs> oh. But worst dine-out experience. Let me set the table for you. Uh, we were in Southern California. This was before Kendall. This was before Kendall. In Southern California, my whole family... I have aunts and uncles and stuff down there. So there was like, I want to say eight or nine of us. We're on the boardwalk. We're on the pier. I I don't really want to throw the name of the restaurant out, but I'll do it anyway. Bubba Gump Shrimp. We're out on the pier. It's, you know, you're overlooking the ocean. It's a pretty nice view. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a couple people, like a couple families outside. Uh, they didn't have a real big balcony, but a couple families out. Um... And we were like, oh, yeah, we'll eat outside, whatever. And uh, ordered a bunch of stuff up. They brought our food out. It was great. Uh, waitresses, as they typically do, dropped the food off and were like, is there anything we can get you? Like, how does your meal look? And we were like, oh, it looks great, you know? And, like, almost simultaneously, we all kind of lean in and get what, you know, take our first bite. And uh, not five seconds later... I, I kid you not, not five seconds later, a flock of seagulls flew over and literally shit all over everything. All, all over everything. The waitress was standing there still. And she w- you should have seen her face. She was just like, <laughs> oh, is there anything we can get you now? All new food. <laughs> <laughs> no, all of my family, all of my family that was there was like, uh, we lost our appetite. Like, we got shit on. And yeah, I don't sure. just mean, like, it went in our food or it hit the umbrella above us. There wasn't even an umbrella above us. <laughs> it hit people in the face. It hit people, like, in their hair. It hit oh. people. I had, a, I had a bowl of clam chowder, and it landed straight in the clam chowder. <laughs> Bombs away. The waitress was still standing there. And my whole family was just like, no, like, we're we're good. No, thank you. And I was like, another round. Bring it back. <laughs> so I literally sat there and ate a fresh bowl of clam chowder, covered in bird shit, and made my family sit there the whole time as I was eating. Because <laughs> so I was like, I'm enjoying this damn experience. Other than the shit in my food, I'm, I'm enjoying this. So it wasn't really their fault. It had nothing to do with the service or anything like that. It just was a happen chance that we got shit on by the band Flock of Seagulls. So, <laughs> and the haircut. We all had to get a uh, Flock of Seagulls haircut after that. It was joyous times, I tell you. But generous came out and shat on your table after that one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. No, that was. Uh, I bet no one shares that story with me people share the b-dubs experience probably all the time but i'm not sure how many people share getting shit on no i've never been eating and actively gotten shit on i can say that that. yeah it was a bunch of bullshit that's one ding 
one ding ding. I gotta put the counter up. I gotta put the counter up. Right there. Oh wait, I'm going the wrong way. No, you were good. You were on the right side. Well, you were on. You were, now we're pointing the same way on my screen. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Now it's correct. Now what do I? <laughs> we're sorry. He's drunk. Oh no, he's on 75 hard too. We can't drink either. Yes. Is that right? That's where I was pointing. Yes. <laughs> ding. <laughs> All that for one ding. Damn it. Number one. That. I mean, we should probably edit that down to like. Five seconds of us. <laughs> that should have been a lot less than the 53 seconds that it was, but I might just make that the clip we put on for preview. I'm just saying. <laughs> like idiots. <laughs> We're all like, what? This one is right there. Yeah. Oh, oh, shoot. Oh, my finger's broken or something. Why can't I make it? <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now. We're pointing at our names. If you can't, if you're just listening on Spotify, this was a this was a very great two minutes of content right here. <laughs> oh, I, you can feel. Uh, oh well, it's too late now. I was gonna say you can feel free to skip the next two minutes, but you've already listened to it. If you <laughs> it's too late. You had to sit through that awkward dead space right there. It's like good radio, right? Good radio. We we have the, the voices for radio, the faces to match, but not the personalities. Unfortunately. Yeah, our personalities are bullshit. But that's, that's two. two by the Put way. it up on the counter. <laughs> Ding! Oh, I pointed the right way. Yeah, you did. Done pointing. I'm done pointing now. Um. Okay, now I'm gonna kind of test your. I'm, you're gonna have to jog your memory a little bit. Okay, hit me. Getting back on the food thing. Favorite place to go in Coeur d'Alene. And I'll answer the same for Boise. And it could be sit-down dine-in. It could be a breakfast spot. It could be a, a drive-through. Or it could be oh, like yeah. Uber Eats is you. the greatest. I gotcha. Uh, Uber Eats sucks ass, by the way. I'm sorry, Uber. I, I don't even I, want your sponsorship. I've done it one time from Qdoba. I had a burrito sent literally like two miles. And, and it was f like frozen cold. And it took 45 minutes. The burrito cost $9. The the service with a little bit of a tip. I mean like 15% like tip. $21. $27. Yep. For a $9 burrito. So yeah, my company gives us uh they <laughs> on on nights we work late, so they used to give us just gift cards. They used to be like, "Hey, here's 15 bucks worth of a new Reed's gift card. You can use it or not." You know. Yeah. And I used to love that when we worked, you know, we'd work late till seven, eight o'clock. They'd comp our day, which was great. I love that. And yeah. then uh, they decided, oh, we don't want to send out gift cards anymore. We're just going to open up a company tab and give you a certain amount that you're allowed to order on it. But if you uh -huh. already ate dinner that night, if somebody brought you dinner, if your spouse is cooking dinner or something and you don't use it, you just don't get it. Which okay. I hate because... I used to save them all up until I had like 40 or 50 bucks. And then, you know, I'd get something for myself and the girlfriend and we'd, you know, have a nice night in. But the other day I ordered, I forget what it was. It was like Chinese food or something. It might've even been Panda Express, but my buddy mm -hmm. ordered the same thing, Panda Express. He lives out in Cuna, which is a little farm town about 20 minutes outside of Boise. Uh, and his meal, he had had Panda Express the night before too. This is the trail runner actually. So oh, okay. uh, he's not on 28 soft, let me tell you. Panda Express is not <laughs> He's on 28 like gelatinous. Yeah, yeah. Pretty exactly. pretty soft. Not but structurally anyway, sound. 
He'd had it the night before. It was like $9 because he went and got it himself and paid for it. He ordered yeah. it on Uber Eats. Uh, the company gave him $15. And after all the service fees and everything, he ended up paying, and, and a little bit of a tip, he ended up paying $10 for the exact same meal he got the night before, paying $9 because it was like $25 and the company paid for 15 of it. And I was like, this, <laughs> you suck, Uber. This is, this is terrible. Yeah. But yeah, back, to it's the, crazy. back to the question at hand. Yes. Uh, I, I was having a little trouble thinking. There's a lot of good places up in Coeur d'Alene that I've been. Uh, I mean, just to throw out some of the big names, Beverly's there in the resort is yeah. phenomenal. Very good food. Little pricey. Uh, that is the only restaurant ever that I have experienced uh, truffle, you know, the wild mushroom. Okay. Uh, I paid like $40 for a risotto, and it came out with three little shavings of truffle on it, about that big each, just little. And I was like, this was $40 frickin dollars for rice with three slices of mushroom. Those were the best things I've ever eaten. I, the the <laughs> taste is indescribable. It was amazing. But uh, hands down, the one place that I hit every single time I'm in Port without a doubt, and on multiple times, is the Garnet. Mm -hmm. Breakfast Cafe, it's right down there between 3rd and 4th on like Walnut, I think. And it is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, it's basically a renovated house that's not even that well renovated. Like you can still tell it's a house when you walk in. Like the living room on your <laughs> left, there's kind of a you know dining room on your right. <clears throat> but phenomenal food, hands down. The pork tenderloin fried steak that they make is my all-time favorite breakfast and i love chicken fried steak mm -hmm. wrong. that's my favorite type of breakfast but this pork tenderloin one that they make is just amazing and they have this uh, rosemary toast that you can get the rosemary mm -hmm. toast is great uh, they offer duck eggs as well you can substitute them for chicken eggs uh, they offer farm fresh eggs one thing that I got the very first time I went there before I knew about the, per, the, the pork was they offer a spaghetti in eggs, which I thought is kind of weird. And I asked the server, because I like to do that. Whenever I go to a new restaurant, especially a local yeah. place, I go, what's your favorite? You know, what do you really, or what's either, either what's your favorite or if they don't have a favorite, what's the most popular? <clears throat> and so I tried the spaghetti and eggs. And I was highly skeptical of eating spaghetti at 9 o'clock in the morning. But it was yeah. phenomenal. It was, it was spaghetti noodles that came out with like a pesto sauce on them. Uh, and then with two eggs and some like duck sausage. Yeah. And just mix it all up. It was phenomenal. Just really odd food. Kind of, I, I mean, I hate to generalize it, but hipster is really yeah. what I would call it. That's but fair. Really, really well done hipster. So yeah, that is my hands down favorite place in Coeur d'Alene to eat. I love it. I don't I don't go there very much, but whenever you guys are in town, it seems like we go there. So uh, I can't I can't disagree. Sorry, the dog's like dropping her ball at my foot and stuff. Yeah, but. that's I've I've actually I was just thinking Mac wants doing <laughs> something over here, and I was I wasn't sure what he's doing. okay. He's just chewing on a bone. We're good. <laughs> she's uh she's resting again she's worn herself out so yeah you're dropping the ball at your foot twice. <laughs> two times yeah um uh as far as me going to boise so 
what was it? I don't know. You can help me with this one, like, huh? Three or four times you've been to Boise now. Uh, yeah, probably. It's only been a few times. Okay. But I don't know. It was a couple of years ago, three years ago, maybe four years. I don't know when I ran that Spartan race. I think it was longer than that. I think it was like five years ago. Five years ago now. Holy crap. Anyway, uh, I think we went to, is it Kona? Kona Grill, yeah. Yeah, I think we went to Kona after. I really liked that. I was kind of in a in a, a haze, though, because I was kind of exhausted. You were out of it. You were exhausted. So maybe I don't actually recollect what, what was on the menu there, but I feel like it was like Hawaiian-themed. Uh, yeah, kind of. It's kind of like seafood and sushi and... You know, they've got the actual seafood bar, and they've got, I mean, they've, they've okay. got a variety of food, but it's really good. I enjoy Kona. They have a good happy hour, uh, Sunday, okay. all-day happy hour, which is nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're they're a great place. I really enjoy that. Yeah, I liked, I think that was good. I know we went to a place downtown as well that was, like, on a second story that overlooked downtown. Uh, I literally fell asleep, I think. So, not, I don't remember. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that sounds right. I don't remember it, though, because I think I fell asleep <laughs> while we were there. Um, never done that before. That's kind of weird. But uh, first time for everything. At least I didn't get shit on, so that was cool. That's true. That's true. Um, no, I think Kona was good, but this isn't really a, a restaurant per se, but literally every time I go down there, I'm like, we need to go visit Judy. We need we need to go see Judy. Yes. And damn it. She's never open. Like the last three times I've come down, it's always been closed. If you don't know who Judy is, Dan has to lay this out for you because Judy in Boise, for lack of a better term, is the man. Yeah, she she is the man. No, Judy is awesome. She runs uh, the summer summer snow, I think is what it's called. Uh, it's a shaved ice snow cone shack. Uh, that she's always, as long as I can remember, and I've been going to Judy since I was about three years old. Yes. Uh, she has been located on Franklin, right before Orchard, uh, in the Fred Meyer parking lot. Yeah. There used to be, there's the Red Cross right there and the old boxing gym that I think closed down because of COVID. But uh, she's been located right there, and she makes the best damn snow cone you will ever taste. I mean, the Never in my life. Have I seen a snow cone made the way she makes it? Yeah. The syrups are phenomenal. Uh, yeah. The shave ice machine is probably from like the 70s. It's just this giant cast iron hunk of metal. She puts those full size, you know, blocks of ice in there, just bunk chunks them in there. And yeah. it shaves the ice really well. And she makes what, she, you know, she has called the parfait, which she'll do a layer yes. of the shave ice. And then just a layer of vanilla ice cream. And I swear to God, oh my God. the best tasting vanilla ice cream I've ever had. Then a layer of the shave ice uh, with syrup on the shave ice all the way through, obviously. Yeah. And then a layer of the yeah. ice. Oh. Probably 40 or 50 flavors. She does a bunch of different like mixed flavors that people have come up with. Like the one I get is the uh, raspberry lemonade, which is obviously just like a raspberry and uh, pink lemonade. And a lemonade. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pink lemon sour is what she calls it. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't know the flavor raspberry lemonade, you should probably un, you should just leave. Yeah, probably, probably unsubscribe. Just get, no, don't don't do that. We we want we love and appreciate all our fans. Hey, if you're a raspberry lemonade company, we're looking for sponsorship. So and if you're Judy, somebody please sponsor Judy because she does great business. But uh, 
it's got to be tough running a snow cone shack. That yeah, uh, <laughs> she could use all the help she can get. Just go. Don't sponsor. Just go. Dude, I've thought about sponsoring Judy and just order, like calling in and ordering snow cones, and just like whoever's the first to show up, they get my order. I want. I live eight hours away. I'd have to hop on a plane and you'd have to come visit Judy. Yeah, yeah. Let's just do that. No, you'll be down. You'll be down sometime this summer, and we. I swear to God, Judy will be open. Come hell or high water. You know, at this point, I've been going there for twenty plus years. I mean, usually she gives me at least one, you know, one or two snow cones free. Usually the first one I go see her, she's like, it's on the house. Uh, She's phenomenal. Just the sweetest lady you've ever met. And she would probably just give me the keys and let me go make my own snow cone at this point. Even if she's close. like, that's fine. It's open. Walk in. I have... um... To do it. Yeah, I have uh, dreams. I don't know if they're uh, good dreams or bad dreams about Judy, but they're good dreams, I think, about her damn snow cones. They are. Good. I'm like, frick, man. There's not even a place up here that pretends to sell snow cones. There's no, like we have like slushies. We have like a Seven Eleven that does Slurpees. Not even Slurpees are fun if if you're like you know six. I don't, I don't yeah. mind the Slurpees, the Icy's or whatever they are, you know. Although I can't, I can't honestly say I remember the last time I had a legit 7-Eleven Slurpee. I've had Icy's. Like yeah, Icy's not the same because the ice is like chunkier and it doesn't go through your straw. Slurpees is like the perfect mix of just all the syrup and none of the nonsense. Good, good. I'll have to, I, you know, I honestly don't even think we have a 7-Eleven in Boise. I don't think 7-Elevens are around here very much anymore. We have one in Post Falls, but it's like dumpy. It's really dumpy. Yeah, it does not it does not look like we have. Yeah, we've got Stinker, Jackson. The you guys have Maverick gas stations, right? Maverick's slurpy things are kind of the same. They're the closest. They're more so a slurpy than they are an icy. So look at what the closest 7-Eleven to my location is. Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, no locations. All right. I'm sure there's probably one down in like Salt Lake, right? There's got to be one. Well, there, I know there's one in Vegas because when I was coaching and I stopped in Vegas, uh, I definitely went to 7-Eleven and got a Slurpee. All right. So, yeah, it looks like Salt Lake's got a plethora of 7-Eleven. Okay. So, they don't come this far west anymore, huh? Four hours is about how far I'd have to drive to get a, a 7-Eleven Slurpee. But maybe on maybe on July 11th, you know, free Slurpee day. There you go. There. They fill, there you go. fill whatever de- device or whatever, what do you, I don't know, whatever what do you, cup you have. Whatever cup? Well, Your big gulp? Dude, I'm getting a big gulp Slurpee. There's been stories of people that fill like, they bring in a toilet, like a whole toilet, and they just fill that with like the Slurpee stuff because it's filled oh, yeah. with whatever cup you want day for you know three bucks or whatever it is. Yeah, it's free. I don't even know. I don't know. They used to give away little like seven ounce Slurpees for free on Seven Eleven. Maybe that. So you basically got like two sips and then it was gone. Sure, and it probably melted so fast that it just yeah liquid more than it was a Slurpee. Yeah. All right, dude. All that's right. what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna perfect, perfect the Slurpee. I'm actually gonna perfect the snow cone from Judy. I'm gonna steal her recipe, 
and then just make my own here since I can't travel eight hours to enjoy a five dollar snow cone. Fair. Uh, you know, I've got I've actually got a question for you. Outside of Judy, because she's number one, uh-huh. right at the top. What yeah. is your favorite uh, frozen treat that you've had? And it doesn't have to be local. It can be anywhere. But what's your favorite frozen treat? And I, I've got an answer. I'll, I'll throw my answer out so you can think oh. for a second. Okay. All right. Let me and think I, about it. It just occurred to me. Uh, it is probably the butterbeer that they make down in Universal Studios Orlando and Harry Potter. Yes. That fucking butterbeer <laughs> is the best shit i have ever tasted it, it's so good the butterbeer the butterscotch and then the foam that they put on the head that they put on separate i don't know what that stuff is but i drink a gallon of just that head that they put on. it's just so right. creamy and sweet so good that's probably my number two and i have meant to and i haven't yet but i have found a few uh, imitation recipes online that say, here's how you make the butterbeer, here's how you make the head. Yeah. And I, I haven't done it yet, but I've meant to this whole time. So maybe maybe one of these days, I'll get, get a little tripod out, get my phone out, and film myself making an imitation butterbeer and see how it compares to the real thing. And make it a reaction video? Make it a reaction video. For our channel! Good news is, speaking of, we have our own Instagram page now just for the podcast. It's not all one thing anymore. No way. Yeah. So if you're listening to this point still and you've weathered the storm with us, the BST underscore podcast underscore family. Because there's multiple podcasts in the BST podcast family now. So we've got this one. We've got all the best things. And there may or may not be a third one coming soon. Maybe. Ooh, little teaser. Little teaser. Little Maybe. teaser. Maybe. But we'll see. I'm not going to unveil anything. You'll just have to follow us on Instagram. So, uh, but yeah, no butterbeer. What is it? Like cream soda and butterscotch syrup? It, I don't even know. It's yes. literally like three ingredients, but however Harry Potter does it, it's freaking magic, man. does a phenomenal I don't even know if it's Harry Potter. It's all those ghouls and goblins down there in uh, at the Gringotts Bank. You know what I'm saying? Gringotts and Hogwarts. So uh, here we go. Let's see. This says. While you're looking this up, fun fact for you: I uh, I chugged a butterbeer before I got on the Harry Potter roller coaster, the newest one. Not good. Not good. Uh, there's for those that have never been down there. There's the roller coaster on the track, but then there's a bunch of like CGI stuff that you're looking at. I got off that roller coaster and sprinted to the nearest garbage can and puked my guts out. All butterbeer. All butterbeer. That happened to me too. That ride also made me sick. It was it was tough. Because uh, I, I had also indulged myself, as you do. Yeah. When you're on vacation. I had like four of those. <laughs> Bad idea. Uh, it says here it's super easy to make. It says prep time, 10 minutes, no cook time at all. Uh, this recipe serves eight, so it's two liters of cream soda, a yeah. quarter of a teaspoon of caramel extract, and a quarter teaspoon of butter extract. I don't know what butter extract is. I don't... What the hell is butter extract? I don't, I don't watch enough in... Food Network to know what butter There's extract is. We need a Guy Fieri on here to tell us what the hell butter extract is. We need is. Giada to come make some for Ooh, us. Oh, I love Giada. <laughs> she is my, one of my favorite cooking ladies. <laughs> Uh, chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah, chef's kiss. 
says for the cream topping, it says it's one cup of heavy whipping cream, half a, half a cup of butterscotch topping, and a quarter cup of powdered sugar. So here you go. I'm gonna, I will, after my 28 soft, because none of this is 28 soft approved, I'll tell you that for damn sure. Yeah. I will make a batch of, of uh, Harry Potter Butterbeer Copycat. I got this recipe from favefamilyrecipes.com slash butterbeer. Okay. Uh, and I will make up a batch of this, and I will let you know if it really, uh, tastes like the real stuff but i can already tell you it's not right because in the picture that they're showing me it's you know got the little butter beer in a mug it's still in liquid uh -huh. form and the butter beer i had was like slushified you know like a like a slushy huh. so I, maybe maybe it just needs to be blended up a little like you would a frozen margarita with just some ice I don't know. yeah throw some ice in it and hit the blender once or twice right, we'll, we'll try that we'll still try this recipe we'll give them a chance okay fair enough fair enough yeah, butterbeer was not even on the top of my head uh, for that, but I do love them. They are freaking good. I could probably drink an entire gallon, but then note to self, don't get on a roller coaster immediately after. Don't get on a don't get on a 4D roller coaster immediately after. Uh, that was. I'm pretty sure I did the whole ride with my eyes closed. So that's what you gotta do. Oh, it was rough. Uh. It's probably Gringotts, because I remember that one being... Because the one in the castle you're on, basically like a chairlift. Oh, and yeah. It's, like, it's flying you around. Whereas the That's one in true. Gringotts, you're on like the roller coaster. You know, you're in a I think it was the Gringotts coaster. one, I think. But I was standing in line drinking the butterbeer. Bad, bad choice. Bad choice. Uh, so let me uh, answer your question here. Favorite frozen or like chilled dessert? Is that what the question was? Yeah, fav favorite... The favorite cold dessert. So not like a warm apple cobbler or something like that. Well, here's the thing. I'm not really that into... I'm 100% not into chocolate. So that eliminates 75% of desserts right there. Um, and that's not because I'm allergic or anything. I just never in my life have liked chocolate. But I mean, come on. You've uh, got some good ice cream out there. Like Ben & Jerry's? You, you fan of Ben & Jerry's at all? Uh, Ben and Jerry's is good if, okay, here's the deal. If you're in Seattle or Portland or I'm assuming there's something similar in Boise, we don't have anything like it in Coeur d'Alene, but it's called Salt and Straw and it's gourmet ice cream, but they have like monthly flavors. It's kind of, it goes back to the Garnet when you made that comment about hipster because it's very, very hipster. The, the flavors they have of ice cream is not like chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, no. A lot of cereal. There's a lot of like there's edible flowers that are flavors. There's I mean they have the most obscure flavors but the greatest thing is is you can go in there and sample all of them as many times as you want. There's no limit. They'll keep just giving you samples. And they've got additional flavors in like shakes and smoothies and stuff like that. Well, I went there one time and they used I don't know if it was like a permanent thing on their menu or a seasonal thing, but they used like a raspberry seltzer, like a fizzy drink, and put, I believe it was raspberry ice cream in that. And then, well, I don't know what they did. They blended it all together, and then they did something else. Maybe put some whipped cream or something on it, and I'm not a huge whipped cream fan, but just the flavor, 
I've never had carbonated ice cream before. That's and it ended up being it ended up being carbonated ice cream, essentially. You could drink it through a straw, so it wasn't as dense as ice cream, but quite as thick, but Yeah, but it was so honestly, carbonation, anytime you add that I have a, I have a buddy that uh, he had a carbonator, yeah. and obviously mm-hmm. the first thing you do when you get a carbonator, like a soda stream or anything, is you carbonate everything. And mm-hmm. he said he carbonated like coffee and milk, and said milk was terrible carbonated, but all it does is bring out <laughs> could imagine just the flavor. So I can imagine with a like a raspberry seltzer carbonated ice cream, that sounds pretty good. I'd go for it. It was pretty good, and I think they're only I know I think I've done the research if I remember right. They're all franchises, but they're only in, like, mega metropolitan areas. So I don't know if Boise's... I mean, you guys have this still. That's alcoholic ice cream, right? Yes. Boozy ice cream. Boozy ice cream. If If you guys have never been to Boise, they have the boozy ice cream. And that's not 75 hard approved, but maybe 28 soft approved. No, not. No, okay, not approved for no, 28 soft either. Not approved for 28 soft at all. No, okay. Uh, I'm looking okay. at their website, the saltandstraw.com. It looks like you can yeah. get five pints for sixty-five dollars, or six pints for seventy-five dollars. Six pints of ice cream for seventy-five dollars. Seventy-five dollars. I'm not. Dude, sure that shake I got, the like carbonated one, was literally like eighteen dollars. It was expensive as hell. So they're they're located in Portland, LA, Anaheim, San Diego, in the Bay Area, Seattle, and Miami. So, so oh, okay, they're pretty much West Coast, other than Miami. Uh, yeah. Mostly in California, two, you know, one in Seattle, one in Portland. I think they're franchises, though. I don't think they're all company owned. So you could open one in Boise, Dan. There you go. That could be. You would have to come down and run it. I mean, if we're talking business ventures here, we could we could sponsor our own podcast. I'm I'm a big fan of uh, this salt and straw idea. This I'm a big fan of ice cream, and this place looks pretty fun. Uh, and salt and straw is awesome. If we if we ever go to Portland or Seattle when uh, uh, COVID goes away or whatever on the back burner, when they're allowed to travel again, we'll have to stop at Salt and Straw, and they're always like. They're downtown, but they're not right downtown. They're always like in a high-rise building. They're the lower level, but like kind of on the outskirts of downtown. Sure. At least the Portland and Seattle ones that I've been to, they're not. I don't know, but they're like holes in the wall. They're just little hole in the wall, tiny little shops, but pack so much flavor into their ice cream. It's unreal. That no, it sounds delicious. I am one hundred percent about trying this. And I mean, you you're looking up their menu right now. What are some of the combinations they have currently? So they, I mean, they had quite a few. Of their some obscure, flavors. obscure flavors. Let me let me read off a few. So like the the like I said when I first started the website, you know, there was a bunch of cereal on there, and this says cereal yeah. delicious series. Uh, so they've got pots of gold and rainbows. Uh, so they say it's back, legendary flavor with Lucky Charms. Then they Ooh. have cornflake cookies with Marionberry jam. God, that sounds good. Holy crap. Uh, um, they've got some snap and crackle marshmallow treats. So that sounds like uh, just a, a Rice Krispie treat made into ice cream. That sounds so with it. Mm-hmm. They've got the Off Limits Dash Cold Brew Cocoa Crisps. 
Oh. Uh, revel in breakfast, coffee, and dessert all at once with this cold brew ice cream swirled with malty fudge. Uh, and then so good. And then I'm a huge coffee, or not coffee, I'm a huge cereal fan. Last but not least, they've got the peanut butter Captain Munch, uh, which <laughs> is dairy-free, actually. Starchy okay. ice cream with additional fat from peanut butter makes for a deliciously dense gelato-like base. Crackly peanut butter-coated cereal clusters and peanut butter swirl enhance the sweet, nutty flavor. We're confident we'd make any seafaring captain proud. Uh, and then yeah. they've got, you know, a couple monthly flavors down in San Diego. Um, mm-hmm. Snap, crackle, marshmallow they have down there again. I think uh, they try to do, like, regional stuff, too. So San Diego's yeah. menu's not going to be the same as Seattle and Portland's menu. Correct. I saw uh, on one I was looking at. Let's see where it was. Oh, I think it was on the Pick Your Pints, maybe. I can't. It was yeah. uh, an... Oh, my gosh. They have... Pear and blue cheese. That actually sounds delicious. I would try that. Uh, one of them was olive oil something, which I, I just don't even know. They've got honey, lavender, strawberry. That one's the one. The lavender, I think, is the one with the actual flower in it. I think it's got like an edible flower. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bliss for lavender lovers. We steep pounds of lavender petals in local honey bringing out more complex, herbaceous flavors than you've ever experienced, made with local See? bee honey. Or, no, you thought I was crazy. Bee, bee local honey is what it's called, not local bee. Okay. Now, this, is, this is interesting stuff. This is it's super good. Definitely, uh, I, I mean, a lot of these I would have never even considered. Um, but it sounds good. I would definitely try it. We need to make a, make a little trip. Yeah, yeah. Ar- Ar- Arbequina, I don't even know, A-R-B-E-Q-U-I-N-A, Arbequina Olive Oil. It was uh, on the Oprah Mag- Magazine, actually. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. A simple combination thanks to incredible Oregon olive oil. We love enhancing its tropical grassy flavors and rich buttery texture in ice cream made with Durant Olive Mills. Arbequina extra virgin olive oil. I like it. There you go. Olive oil. You can try as many as you want. Like I said, you just go in there, they hand you a freaking spoon, and here you go. I mean, you don't dip your own spoon. That wouldn't be COVID compliant, but. No, wouldn't wouldn't be. Uh, No. We can't have that. But that that sounds like pretty good stuff. We will try that maybe a year or now down the road once this this whole cove calms down, and maybe we'll. uh, Another reaction video, live, live stream our there reaction. We, there we go. Taste and we'll do body cams. We'll put like a chest, for me it's a chest hair cam is what it's called. <laughs> a chest hair cam, gotcha, gotcha. But, oh uh, boy. Yeah, we'll, go, we'll go try some flavors of ice cream if you guys, if you guys are interested. You know, you got to express yeah. a little interest to us. Got to tell us what you want. Yeah, yeah. And in the future, our podcast episodes may be live. So they could interact with us right away. Podcasting. That would be fun. Immediately. Right? Are we going to be on a delay at all, or are we just going to go for it? Uh, It delays a little bit when you go to YouTube. It's like three seconds. That's not bad. Yeah. So I think the chat and everything is live, though. I mean, they can ask questions immediately. It just...
in case one of us wants to go, you know, all Kramer from Seinfeld or something. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll get next. We'll get next. We can't play any music or anything when we go live. Not that we do anyway, but if you were ever planning to play music, we can't do that on on YouTube. That just ruined it for our live episode. I was planning to just stream, you know, Elton John's greatest. Blue Oyster Cult. <laughs> we would get sued by Christopher Walken. We'd get sued by Will Ferrell. We'd get sued by Blue Oyster Cult. Right. SNL. I mean, more cowbell. We're gonna need more cowbell. I have no walking. That's a fun skit. That is a fun skit. Oh, have you watched SNL lately at all? I have not. I have not. It is garbage now. It's bad. For the last four years, all they did was Trump jokes. Which we're not even we're not even trained comedians, and you and I could very very well. Uh, very well get a place on that SNL right. cast right now. They, they, uh, I think they're just trying to find people now, and nobody wants to go on that show because of those who've left w- the rumors that have gone on. So yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a tough place. It's a tough place to to be, I imagine. And I can't even imagine trying to put on a live sketch show for an hour and a half with brand new sketches once a week. That's right. That's pretty tough. I mean, you've got it would be I tough. Do love weekend update. I still weekend update's the best. Because you've got, uh, God, who, who are the two right now? Uh, che, Michael, Michael Che. che and Colin Jost. Colin Jost. They're actually the head writers at Saturday Night Live right now. Last I heard. Oh, are they? Okay. They're the head writers. And Colin Jost is married to. Scarjo. Scarjo. He's a he's a champ. He's a winner. He's phenomenal. I mean. He I, hit the lottery. He did. Not only is he a head writer at SNL, he is on Weekend Update, and he's married to easily one of the hottest uh, and most talented actresses in Hollywood. I mean, he got yeah. Black Widow. So he, he did. He Looking like him. He's basic. Yeah. Looking like Colin Jost, he got ScarJo. I don't know how he did it, but he clearly is a Jedi. Cause he it, he used his Jedi mind tricks. That's what I was just going to say. That's, it yeah. Maybe he took her to Salt and Straw. That's, that's what it is. We gotta go to That's the probably what happened. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So if you are a lonely man, swing on over to Salt and Straw. Use our discount code use our discount code uh uh Eat Me fifteen. <laughs> oh man, I was on the spot there. Discount code uh uh J and Discount code Aloha Dan. Yeah, discount code Aloha Dan for half off. Half off everything, no matter what. Half, just half. Just literally just cut it in half. Everything cut in half. As well, you pay for half and you get half, but it's half off. Aloha Dan. Yeah, right. Aloha Dan. Swing on into your local salt and straw and let them know we sent you. I swear to God, if, if, if even one person were to walk into salt and straw and be like, can I have the Aloha Dan? They'd be like, get the fuck out. <laughs> you know damn well I'm tagging them too in this post too. We're putting all the content on our on our page. Dude, we're going to shout out Joe Rogan and just be guests on his podcast maybe one day. I don't know. I'm, I'm tagging everybody. We have to smoke weed if we go on with Joe though. Joe Rogan. He, or yeah, he lets he, you drink. He lets you drink whiskey too. That's true. He's a whiskey I drinker. I do. Joe, I would... I would sip on some whiskey. Biden or Rogan. Either way, I'd sip some whiskey with you and talk. <laughs> just chat for a while. Right. 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 We would, 
We had a. I have some friends up here. One of Kendall. That's three. One of Kendall's co-workers, uh, and her husband. I'm good friends with the husband prior to them being co-workers. Anyway, uh, we made a deal last year. I think. No, did they run the Kentucky Derby last year? I don't think they did last year. Okay, so we did the deal in 2019 then. And we said in five years, we're going to be drinking uh, mint juleps at the Kentucky Derby. We're going to go. That's our goal. It says they did run it. September. Did they run it? September 5th of 2020, they ran it. Well, I don't think we got together with friends last year. We got together with friends the year before. So it had to have been 2019. So the 2024 Kentucky Derby... As long as this podcast is still running in 2024, we'll do live updates from the Kentucky Derby, drinking all of the alcohol that's exclusive to the Kentucky Derby. The mint julep. The mint uh, julep, which you can make in your basement. But for some reason in Kentucky, it just hits home a little bit harder. Here you go. Question for you. This is a, yep. this is a trivia question. You might know it. Sports trivia. Okay. How long is the Kentucky Derby race? How long does well, it's two minutes. It's the fastest two minutes in sports. So a horse runs maybe. I'm going to do some math in my head. So it'll most likely be wrong. Two miles. Uh, you're pretty close. Uh, it's one and one quarter mile, which is how many furlongs? Uh, I don't remember. We've done this before. Not you and I, but I've, I've looked up furlong before. It's 14. Nice, nice. Ten. Damn. Damn, I was close. Yeah. Uh, apparently, a point one two five, or I think one eighth of a mile, is a furlong. Okay. That, that was just based on that. Let me actually check that out. All right. How many miles to a furlong? Yep. Point one two five. One eighth of a mile. Okay. So there you go. But we I like it. Look that up. By the way, that was the intern. The, the intern shout out uh shout out intern for bullshitters yeah uh good work yeah that was we'll count it that was like three and a half ish you're calling out the name of the podcast i don't know if it counts right right three still yeah we're at three all right uh all right let's get back to the topic at hand some food what's, shall we uh, what's next what do you got for me yeah, I didn't actually uh, plan this far ahead, so we're just we're just on a cu- uh, on the, on the cuff of our sleeves right now, going for it. We are off. Um, you want to know? Uh, no, we're no, we're not going off the cuff. We're currently on the cuff. We're a little bit hung up on on our topic here. All right. Well, I've got a question for you. But okay, you have a question for me. I was just going to mention that we're so much. Uh, I would consider us both foodies to the point where. I'm pretty sure I gifted you a, a tray of assorted cheeses one year for Christmas. You did. Yeah, see? That's how much of a foodie we are. I gave him all the cheese I couldn't eat. I love cheese. That is my... Uh, in 2020, I got really big into making charcuterie boards. You know, the assorted yeah. meats, cheeses, fruits, crackers, what have you. Yeah. And uh, we have found uh, our all-time... Probably favorite cheese, I think. Uh, hang on, I gotta look it up. It is. If uh, if you're into looking up pictures of uh, uh, elegant charcuterie boards, oh, go on Instagram. 
Go on Instagram and go to Core Cheese. C O E U R, like Core Delane, Cheese. So uh, you guys right. can look up all the wonderful sh- charcuterie boards your heart desire. They make some real nice charcuterie boards. Uh, this one, it's it's at mostly at your local grocery store. You can okay. admire Albertsons, Kroger, yeah. whatever you've got, Bakers. Uh, it's called Bella Vitano. Uh, and it's Sartori. I'm not sure exactly whether that's the brand name or what, but it's Bella Vitano Sartori, and the flavor that we love is Merlot. They make they make a ton of different, uh, ton of different cheeses. The some of the Merlot, like a red wine cheese. Merlot red wine. The rind on it is purple, actually, and it is phenomenal. I mean, okay. Probably the best cheese, I think one of one of the best cheeses I've ever had. Uh, of course, we yeah. love you know like like a brie cheese is good. Mm-hmm. No, they make a Tennessee whiskey. They make uh, some kind of gold. I can't remember what it is. Um, they make. Let me see if I can find any kind of flavor list here. The balsamic is good. They make a raspberry. Okay, so it is. It's Sartori cheese. S A R T O R I. Uh huh. Let's see if they have flavors. Uh, so they've got the Old World Cheddar, uh, the Balsamic that I've mentioned, the Rosemary and Olive Oil Asiago is good. We've had that. The Merlot is phenomenal. The Raspberry Ale, uh, Tennessee Whiskey, the Espresso we've had. Um, let's see. The Chardonnay. Oh, we love the Chardonnay for quite a while there. Uh, we were accidentally calling the Chardonnay the Champagne. And whenever <laughs> we went to the store, I'd say, hey, did you get the Champagne? And we would look. Couldn't find Champagne anywhere. Well, that's because they don't make a Champagne cheese. It's called Chardonnay. And we were just dumb. Uh, Let me ask you this. Can you get drunk on this cheese? Yeah, I, you know, I have eaten a lot of this cheese, and I've never gotten drunk off it. But I'm almost always drinking while eating this cheese. So maybe okay. can, I just don't know it. I pair it, but okay. uh, it goes great with wine or beer or hard liquor. You want whiskey? I mean, it's phenomenal. We love it. Uh, anyway, Sartori cheese can't go wrong. It's it's phenomenal. But gotcha. Uh, my question, my question for you, related to food, yes. is what is your favorite home cooked meal? And it doesn't have to be cooked by you or your wife or whatever. It can be cooked by your parents or your grandparents. or It, help. it can even be cooked by my grandparents. You know, you've been over to Grandma Helen's plenty of times. Oh, shoot, I have, yeah. Yeah, she's so, a dandy. She is a dandy. She's a fine cook, a sweet lady, and a hell of a crocheter. Yeah, and that's true. Too. You've, you've is she? Dancing, haven't you? She, you didn't come I have not. Oh, well, I thought you did. We used to we used to go down to the local uh, VFW or something. Yeah, something like that. There in Coeur d'Alene. it's up off. Uh, okay. Uh, I think it's off 15, but it was some kind of just like school gymnasium or something that we went. Sweet. To. We learned beginner square dancing. It was a lot of fun. Okay. All right. I didn't have to ask your wife because I'm pretty sure Kendall came with us at one point square dancing with Grandma. Hmm. I definitely did not. I did not do that. No such thing. But anyway, what is your best? Home cooked meal. Ah, uh, you know what? Back uh, growing up, 
my mom used to make this. I don't even know what it's called. I, I think it's called twice baked spaghetti. Does that sound right? Yeah, that sounds and right. And basically, it's like spaghetti lasagna. Yeah, spaghetti casserole, lasagna. Where you just yeah, it's like a spaghetti casserole. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, so that is delicious. She would put all kinds of stuff in there, and I was all for it. I was all for it. Um, you knew when it was like baked spaghetti day because you could smell it in like the whole house. It would just, oh man, did and you just that. Did she make her own sauce? Did she use like a jar sauce? Yeah, yeah. She made her own. Like everything was. I mean, obviously, if she put like sometimes she would put like olives in there or something. Sure. Like black olives. Like that was store bought. She obviously didn't grow olives, but uh, most of the stuff, yeah, was like homemade. The sauce, um, and then she would always like golden brown some cheese right on top, kind of like lasagna or something. And I was like, oh man, okay. And then yeah, I was always I'm a big pasta guy. I think I mentioned that in the beginning that Italian food is like my go-to, and it sucks because. Uh, oftentimes with Italian food, uh, they serve bread and bread is my kryptonite. I could literally eat <clears throat> an entire loaf of French bread or like garlic bread. Oh my God. I could eat an entire loaf in one sitting. I'm definitely guilty of going to San Francisco sourdough and buying the loaf of like, like sourdough baguette. Yeah. I ate the entire baguette with some breech, spreadable brie cheese in one night. It yeah. Is, it is terrible phenomenal all at the same time. You know what? No, no shame. There's no shame because bread, I don't know what it is. This is probably disgusting to people listening. But when I was a kid, I could literally just roll bread up in a ball and eat like dough balls. No, I agree. I'm with you. The little dough. I mean, dough, like... Especially when it's like that, just like a nice white bread from the store, like Wonder Bread or something. You can just... Yep. Dough. Mm, so good. Dough balls, man. It's it's weird. I agree, but it's delicious. It is delicious. There was a... When we were in, like, elementary school, there was this, uh like, bread factory near us, and we took a tour there. And, and everybody in the class, there was, like, 30 of us in class, everybody got a bread ball, like, that hadn't been... I guess it had been baked, but it hadn't been, like, formed into a loaf of bread yet. Probably par-baked, where they, like, kind of let it rise and then bake it a little yeah. bit. You can, like, take it home and finish the baking or whatever. Well, here's what we did. They they gave us this, like, dough ball to try, to taste. And everybody was like, ugh, gross, that's so nasty. Jake, being the freaking entrepreneur, business-minded guy that he is, was like, I'll take all of yours for the price of none. I'm not going to pay you at all. This is a bread sponsorship for Jake's belly. I literally ate like 30 dough balls that day. I was in like third grade, fourth grade. week. Dude, it was bad. I didn't do anything for a week. Dude, I had to sit out of recess. They were like, dude, you want to throw a football? I was like, no, man, time out. I can't. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm pretty sure my small intestine is just one large dough ball at this point. Yeah, so I've always been a, a bread, uh, I'll say connoisseur, Yeah. but uh, yeah, all kinds of breads, throw them at me. The one bread, the one kind of bread that to this day I can tolerate, but can't like go beyond, I can't really be like, oh, this is my favorite. I love a good Reuben, 
I cannot stand rye bread. Rye bread. I'm with you. I can't stand rye bread. I'll I'll order a Reuben just to like hate the rye bread but love everything else. Love the sandwich. You know yes. What? I was gonna say. So I'm with you. I love bread. Bread's great. I'm on my you know 28 soft. Yeah. And, uh, I had today for for lunch. I had uh, some just Costco chicken wings, just the plain chicken wings that you buy in the frozen section. Not, yep. not like the Tyson with the sauce or anything. Just straight up plain chicken wings. Uh, yep. And then I put like a, a spicy, like a buffalo sauce on them. You know, super low carb, low uh -huh. sugar or anything like that. Uh, with some asparagus. Just bake some asparagus in the oven. A little bit of salt, pepper, garlic. Uh, all of that. So real low cal lunch. Uh, I had like maybe eight chicken wings and probably 15 asparagus spears. So yeah. I was starving tonight, and I was, I was out on a bike ride with a girlfriend and the dog, and I didn't have much time when I got home, but I was starving. I need to eat something. So I, uh, I called up the Outback Steakhouse, and I got a steak salad to go. Uh -huh. uh, you know, nice steak salad with blue cheese dressing. And, you know, I figure that's, that's not bad. It's steak salad. Right. You know? right. I think at worst it was either five or 600 calories. Like, it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. But the Outback gives you bread when you order to go. So right now, sitting on the table, you know, 10 feet that way is a loaf. I mean, I'm not kidding. A personal loaf about that big. Oh. And I think it's rye. I honestly think it's rye. And any other bread, I would be tempted to just start that whole thing. A little container of whipped butter, put it in the microwave. Yep. Just five or 10 seconds, get it nice and warm. Cut it down the middle like a baked potato, put the butter in there, and then just devour that whole thing. But yes. A, I am I'm devoted to my 28 soft. And That's good. I have, not, I have not eaten it yet, and I do not intend to eat it. And it won't yeah. be good 26 days from now. I'm only on day two. Um, yeah. And then it's rye bread. It's not very tempting. Rye is it's my not. least favorite. If it was sourdough, I don't care what I'm doing. 75 hard, 25 soft. 30 medium, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I would have devoured that loaf of bread. I love it. Yeah. yeah, it's true. It's true. I don't... Okay. Uh... Favorite, favorite home-cooked food? Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I think I did. Did I answer the question with... Uh, yeah, you did. You said the... Twice-baked spaghetti. spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. What about you? Best so home-prepared meal. My, whenever my dad made spaghetti, that was one of my favorites. Uh, he, he used a jar sauce, he used Prego, but then he would always doctor it up with his own, like, his own oregano and garlic and olives and, you know, the yeah. ground hamburger that he'd fry up. So it wasn't, it wasn't just like Prego spaghetti. And then, uh, the Costco meatballs, let me tell you, those Italian meatballs from Costco. Yeah. Costco just needs to sponsor us at this point. I brought them up about four times. Yeah, in three episodes. That's not bad. Almost all my clothes are from Costco. I love Costco. But you're already basically sponsored by Costco. You've been holding out on the pod. I may as well be. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I was going to say spaghetti, but since you already said the twice-baked spaghetti, um, I would have to say probably ham and au gratin potatoes. Uh, okay. Cheesy potatoes, if you will. Like a spiral, spiral cut ham. A spot. So when we were doing a big meal like Easter or Christmas or something, we'd always do a uh -huh. spiral slice. But yeah. when it was just, you know, the four of us at home, a spiral slice was too much. So 
We'd always do the ham steaks from Costco. You know, yep. The nice big round ham steaks. Uh, and I love that. Just a, I'll, I'll usually eat, I used to eat, you know, maybe a quarter to a third, but at this point I eat half to like three quarters because I'm just mm-hmm. going to ham. I love it. And then I put my cheesy potatoes all over my ham. So, and they can just be, you know, Betty Crocker's au gratin potatoes. Yeah. Uh, they're delicious. I love it. And then we usually do, like when I was a kid, it was, you know, you had to have a vegetable with dinner, but I love broccoli. Uh, mm-hmm. Weird, weird thing. Uh, I know it's going to be uncommon. You're either going to love it or hate it. And most people are going to hate it. They're going to say it's gross, but I put mayonnaise on my broccoli. I'll dip it. And there's a little bit of mayonnaise or asparagus. I'll dip asparagus in mayonnaise. Uh, it's phenomenal. <laughs> Don't mock it. Don't mind me it. as I'm dry heaving over here. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. delicious. <laughs> Don't mock it till you. You're not till you try it. But uh, okay. Uh, no, it's good. But I, anymore, I don't do that quite as much because mayonnaise is just way too high calorie, high fat. Uh, so I stick with the olive oil, garlic, salt, pepper type of thing. But uh, right. and then my new favorite to add to this meal of my, my ham, my au gratin potatoes would be yeah. Brussels sprouts. Uh, mm-hmm. Done in the air fryer with sea salt and olive oil. I don't know what it is. The air fryer, just the outside leaves, you know, it's just a little cabbage. The outside leaves, yeah. they come off and they get real crispy. Like those kale chips, actually, that your wife made that yeah. literally smelled like a fart in a box. <laughs> <laughs> like a really bad fart. Really bad fart in a box. They were delicious. They tasted great. If you've ever tried to trap a fart in a box, it's just kale. Kale. It's just kale chips. Uh, but anyway, the, the outside leaves come off and they get nice and crispy. The inside... It's just real tender and it's phenomenal. Very healthy snack for anybody that's dieting out there. I'd recommend getting an air fryer. Just take Brussels sprouts. Uh, if you don't know how to prepare them, you just have to cut the little nub on the end off uh, where yeah. they come off the stock. Cut that off, put them in olive oil, salt, shake them up a little, throw them in the air fryer for 10, 15, 20 minutes, you know, whatever. I think it's about 20. 10, shake them halfway through, and then another 10. They are phenomenal and really really good for you they're a superfood i think is what they call stuff like that okay i love it well that's that reminds me of the porch they have when i was on i'm still doing it i'm like day 40 of this 75 it's not getting any easier but uh they have a uh what is it kale salad with brussels sprouts and like a mustard vinaigrette that is to die that is literally the best salad ever and there's like no there's no chicken, there's no steak, there's no meat protein source with it. But I literally could eat that salad all day long. It's so a mustard vinaigrette. I was like, what? Like well, we'll have to go I love to mustard. I love mustard on literally anything. Mustard all kinds of mustard. We literally have a, a a shelf on our fridge that's just six different kinds of mustard. Yeah, you gotta have your your Dijon, your honey mustard, your stone ground Dijon. You we know, have all of it, yeah. Honey, honey Dijon, your just standard yellow mustard. I mean, it's all phenomenal. And so, for the most part, so low calorie. Uh, honey, yeah. honey mustard gets into a little bit of higher calories, a little bit of higher sugar in there. But uh, yeah. no, I'm with you. For the most part, mustard's good. That's probably my favorite condiment. If we were going to ask each other what our favorite condiment is, it would definitely be mustard. So we're not even going to debate, I don't think. It would also be mustard. Uh, although... Shout out again to Red Robin if they want to sponsor us. The campfire sauce there 
which is just ranch and barbecue sauce, which is phenomenal. Campfire sauce. Um, yeah. And, and I believe I heard from a, a ex Red Robin server that the way they make their ranch is actually just mayonnaise with Hidden Valley Ranch packets in it. Like the dry seasoning packets just put in mayonnaise, which is why Savage. They would. So delicious. That's why it's so good. <laughs> oh, they would. I actually work with someone who is a employee of Red Robin. I will have to ask them. Ask so them how they make their campfire sauce and how, or how they make yeah. their ranch, I should say. If we're talking condiments, I uh, we don't have this around here, but Chick-fil-A sauce is pretty freaking good. Oh, oh, don't get me started. Chick-fil-A sauce is pretty freaking good. I, I, I mean, Chick-fil-A chicken and their fries and their sandwiches, everything is delicious, but... Nothing tops that Chick-fil-A. So I just use the fries as a means, like an edible spoon to scoop It's just off. a spoon. It's just yeah. an edible spoon. They should just give you straws with Chick-fil-A sauce, like a bendy straw. They should. I'm not even messing around with a bendy straw. I don't have time. I need it literally straight shooting straight into my esophagus. It needs to have a pretty decent diameter to that straw, too. Like a breathing tube from the Chick-fil-A sauce into my esophagus. Chick-fil-A sauce is probably the best condiment out there. Probably, I would say. You can't like, can you go buy Chick-fil-A sauce at the grocery store? I don't know. You know, I've never seen it. Let me let me have Danny the intern look it up. Danny the intern. Working hard, working late tonight. Working late. He's got a name now. You didn't send the intern home yet, huh? Because, like, Buffalo Wild Wings, you can buy all that stuff at, like, Walmart now. You can buy, uh, what's the other sauce? You can buy Buffalo Wild Wings. You can buy, like, uh... Eight-ounce tubs. Eight-ounce tubs and bottles are available to purchase for Chick-fil-A sauce. Uh, Where? At Chick-fil-A. On their Chick-fil-A. Oh, okay. You can buy eight ounces of sauce. Not at the grocery store. But, My wife would get pretty suspect if I had a Chick-fil-A package delivered to the house. I think she might. But, let's see. Order. Yeah. Oh, so you can't, like, get it shipped to you. You have to actually go to the store and pick it up. Oh, that's dumpy. But, let me see. Pick up. Let's see. Let's just see how much it is. How much do you think Chick-fil-A sauce? How, how big was the container? Eight ounce bottle of it. Eight ounce bottle of Chick-fil-A sauce is $22. Eight ounce sauces, Chick-fil-A, $2.50. What? No, you're lying. And fifty cents for an If I Venmo you $22, since that was my guess, yeah. just whatever amount I'll, of Chick-fil-A sauce, I'm going to need it. Your, uh, six Chick-fil-A sauces, and I'll ship them up to you, because you're going to have to pay for a little bit of shipping. But that'd be 15 bucks for the sauce. And seven dollars for shipping. I would do that. I'd do that. Oh my god, two fifty? Two fifty for an eight ounce thing of sauce. That is just slightly more than twenty eight cents an ounce. Let me see. What's my? Oh my! What a deal! That might be the bargain of the year, folks. You came here wanting this inside scoop on food and beverage, and we just gave you the greatest deal that twenty twenty one has provided. Coinbase. Dogecoin, none of that can top two dollars and fifty cents for an eight ounce container of Chick-fil-A sauce. Thirty-one cents an ounce. Thirty-one and a quarter cents an ounce 
Wow. That is phenomenal. That's got to be at cost. There's probably not much, not much of a profit there. All right, I wasn't going to bring it up, but since you said something, now I have to talk about it. My buddy texted me literally as we were doing the podcast and said, why did I ever sell my Doge coin? Because it's at like 11 cents or something now. Right now, currently, as we speak, Dogecoin is sitting at Danny the intern, thirteen point oh eight cents a coin. Thirteen. Let me tell you. Let's do some quick math here, Danny. I had fifteen thousand four hundred and sixty Dogecoins at an average cost of point zero zero three two three cents per coin. So less okay. than one third of a penny. And I had 15,460 of them. I sold that. It was worth at that time $50.01. I sold that uh, 10 days later for $50.63. So I made 62 cents profit on my 15,000 Dogecoin. Right now, those same 15,460 Dogecoins at the current price, which is exactly 13 point oh seven cents it's fluctuating a little bit one three oh right it just went up to oh eight we'll go oh eight two thousand twenty two dollars fifty dollar investment and if i'd held on to it for less than a year it would have been worth one or two grand i mean even earlier this year i bought dogecoin i bought uh looks like about 8,500 8, 8, 8, Dogecoin. Doge so even so just those 8,500 8, uh, We've got the accountant running numbers at late night hours, all hours of the day. Oh my gosh. Danny the intern, working, working past the Danny clock. Danny the intern is working hard. I had $305 worth of Dogecoin that right now would have been worth $1,100. So I, it's a damn shame. I, I don't know why I ever sold my Dogecoin. I don't even know if it's cool anymore uh, with now Coinbase going live. Uh, but I'm not familiar with this. It just went live today. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks like they IPO'd at $381 a coin, and right now they're down to 338 Yeah, but... Uh, a share, excuse me. This is just a share. One share, yeah. Operates a secure hosted Bitcoin wallet to purchase and use Bitcoin. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I saw, I saw recently Mark Cuban said that uh, the the what the Jacksonville no Mavericks Dallas Dallas Mavericks. He said yep. that they were going to start accepting Dogecoin to buy tickets for Mavericks games, and that's not even um, Dogecoin. I think it was a Seattle Seahawks player. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. He wanted to get paid in Bitcoin. He wanted to get paid in Bitcoin for his salary. Yeah. I was like, what? Dude, because he knows that that salary could be worth 50 times what it was. What is... I mean, I don't understand any of that. Have you heard all the new stuff about NFT? I know, huh? I have no idea what that even is, but I think I think that's like a digital meme 
that famous people are selling. Bitcoin is up to $63,000 a coin right now. And, and one lady I knew bought in at 3000 and sold because it went down to like 1500 Oh, she lost half of her money. She lost because she was freaked out that it went down to 1500 and now it's $60,000. $60,000. Uh, what is an NFT? Uh, I have no idea. But it's been a big deal on the internet lately. The latest NFT, which stands for something that isn't any clear, non-fungible token. It's literally they're like they're like famous people selling memes of themselves. I'll I'll do I'll have Danny the intern do a little bit of research about NFTs and stuff. Maybe we'll maybe we'll dive in next episode into Coinbase, Bitcoin, Dogecoin, NFTs, all this stuff that potentially could make us millionaires or could absolutely ruin and wreck our households. Well, I mean, as as I've already said, I had two grand worth of Dogecoin that I paid 50 bucks for that I sold. So obviously I'm not, I mean, I, neither one of us are smart enough to talk about this with any semblance. Do not take financial uh, investment uh, pointers from either one of us. No, um, I had, uh, I had uh, 14 shares, uh, no, 24. I had 24 shares of GameStop at $13 a share. Uh, I sold those for, I forget, like, Twenty dollars a share. Uh, at one point, when it was at its max, I had—I I know at its max, I was about four fifty a share. So yeah, I had eleven grand worth of shares in uh, GameStop that I paid Perfect. approximately three hundred dollars for. So, I mean, there you go. Every, every single opportunity I've had, I've squandered. Uh, imagine, imagine, if you will, I took that. Three hundred dollars worth of GameStop, sold it out when it was worth ten grand, bought into Dogecoin with the ten grand. I mean, I'd be retired by now. I would be. It's true. I'd be retired. Instead, I am still just sitting, not working my life away, not retired. Uh, hoping that that Red Robin just sends me a whiskey river chicken wrap for my podcast. <laughs> on that note i think we should wrap it up right here maybe next episode we'll bore people with a live episode and talk dogecoin and bitcoin and coinbase and how we've squandered every investment opportunity to this point but we'll save that for next episode i think so any any uh lasting words you have for the audience listening or watching on youtube if I ever on a future podcast say I just bought this or I just sold this do the exact opposite of whatever I do that's my only financial advice for you because if I buy something it's guaranteed to go down and if I have already bought something and I sell it guaranteed spike so there you go that's uh, my words of wisdom for you for this episode all right i love it you guys know where to find us we're on youtube we're on spotify apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. do us a huge favor and subscribe i don't know not subscribe what's it called on instagram follow follow yeah follow, follow like our new page bst underscore podcast underscore family it's a whole mouthful but all all it takes is one click that's where you can see content from this episode past episodes all the good stuff so um what's the besides apple podcast the the one that you put us on they can 
donate a little money to us uh, if they if they so chose. Oh yeah, Patreon. Patreon. There you go. That's but, still an option, but no one's generous in in these trying fair. times. We're, so we're still early. We're still early. We're in our infancy. Maybe I'll just put our Venmos on our uh, bio in the new page, and they can just Venmo us if they feel sorry for us. Venmo Get us. this man a damn shirt that buttons all the way. Send us <laughs> money to our Venmo. And on that note, I think we'll wrap it up here. Thanks for tuning in. Until next week, we are the Bullshitters. Peace.